0: Welcome back to Med-City Beats Rochester Rundown, your source of news and things to do in Rochester. Today is Friday, March 13th, 2020, and we have a special episode today. We are tracking the latest developments related to the novel coronavirus outbreak. Editor Sean Baker reports on Mayo Clinic's response. Plus, closures, cancellations, and precautions. How news of the first confirmed case in Rochester is affecting day-to-day life here. We will have those reports, along with a recap of this week's news conference at the Government Center, all coming up, so stick with us. First, though, we want to thank this week's presenting sponsor, Carpet Booth Studios. Whether you're making music or recording a podcast, Carpet Booth Studios records, produces, mixes, and masters any size or style of project. Their newly renovated studio, located in a former church building in southeast Rochester, provides a unique space that is both comfortable and professional. From small and local projects to major label recordings, Carpet Booth Studios has worked with a diverse background of people and would love to work with you. Find them online at carpetbooth.com. Uh, as Kari mentioned, uh, we need to announce that we've got our first presumptive uh, case of COVID-19 in an Olmstead resident here uh, in the Rochester area. Uh It has been a whirlwind of news this week on the national and local levels. The main headline close to home, Olmstead County has confirmed its first case of the coronavirus. This marks the first case of COVID-19 in southeast Minnesota at large. Olmstead County Public Health Director Graham Briggs said the patient is in their 50s, acquired the virus while traveling in a foreign country with a known outbreak, and lives alone, meaning the amount of Rochester residents exposed to the virus was relatively low. Briggs said the county believes the virus is not being transmitted locally at this point, but also believes eventual person-to-person transmission in Rochester is more of an inevitability than a possibility but he also believes Rochester is uniquely positioned to combat the virus with the medical resources at the city's disposal. Um, I do want to say I think our community is well prepared for this. Uh, We've got the world's best hospital just on on the street. We've got an amazing public health system here in Minnesota. Um, I'm surrounded by an amazing group of people that are working very hard right now on this. And so um, I I think I want the community to know in this situation that um, we, we... are ready, we're preparing, and uh, um, as we do see additional cases, I think uh, we're ready to respond to this. As school districts and colleges across the country go online only, RCTC and UMR included, Superintendent Michael Munoz said earlier this week Rochester Public Schools has no plans to cancel school or postpone extracurricular activities at this point. If the worst-case scenario becomes reality, though, Munoz said the district was already planning their strategy. Check our website, MedCityBeat.com, if things change. As the news cycle regarding COVID-19 continues to speed up with new information on an almost hourly basis, how is life changing under the cloud of a pandemic? At the national level, cancellations, postponements, and breaking news have run rampant over the last 48 hours. All major American sporting events have come to a screeching halt, colleges have moved online only, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost over 4,500 points in four days. On the local level, event organizers we've talked with continue to monitor the situation. On the governmental side, the city of Rochester announced all non-essential trainings and meetings through April 30th were canceled. In a press conference Friday, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz said his administration recommends event caps of 250 people and also declared a peacetime emergency to heighten the state's readiness to respond to COVID-19. Only one isolated case has been confirmed in Rochester, but Cafe Steam Journal manager and MedCity Beat photographer Will Forsman said Thursday was his store's slowest day in a couple months. He's not alone either. On social media, local restaurants are already citing a slowdown in business. Forsman told us Steam has already taken extra steps to beef up its cleaning process, which may lead to slightly longer wait times for coffee. Steam has also stopped using reusable cups. It's all a part of what he says is a concerted effort to make his establishment safe for all its patrons, who aren't just coming from Minnesota. We do recognize that um, we are a very
1: high traffic area. We're not not only seeing, you know, residents of Rochester coming through, but the patient traffic as well is a factor that plays into it. So an already... You know, higher risk population is is visiting, and we need to make sure that we are, um,
0: you know, keeping taking part in our responsibility to make sure that these certain, you know places are staying clean and um, safe for them to be there. The wave of national event cancellations, like the NBA season and March Madness, trickled down to the local level, affecting Rochester's own mini version of the college basketball tournament. The Minnesota State High School League canceled the rest of their boys and girls basketball tournaments Friday morning. Two games of which were set for 6 and 8 p.m. on Friday at the Mayo Civic Center. Civic Center and experienced Rochester President Joe Ward said the entire situation, including the basketball tournaments and other events scheduled, is incredibly fluid. There's never a policy for a virus that nobody's ever seen before, right? And so, but the first priority for us certainly is the health and safety of of our guests that come in the building every day, um, as well as our staff, our team, you know. So we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. So Ward says the Civic Center is reaching out to the organizers of every event held in their space through April 30th to see if postponement or cancellation is a possibility. Six postponements have come through in the last 24 hours alone, including multiple meetings for the Jehovah's Witnesses, which brings in over 1,200 people to Rochester each time they meet. Ward says most of these events will be rescheduled, meaning schedule headaches are only just beginning. It's been a wild couple of days, but the Civic Center is doing the best it can. From the morning I walked out you know, of my car to walk in the building, you sort of feel like you've been stuck in a batting cage and you're just getting fired fastballs all day long. And some you just have to follow off, you know. but we do have a responsibility here to to not strike out, right? and we won't. With business traffic starting to slow down across downtown, the tenants of the area are searching for possible solutions. The Rochester Downtown Alliance sent out an email to the Zone's stakeholders Thursday afternoon confirming the postponement of its Ladies' Night Out event set for March 26th and kickoff celebrations for the Clean and Safe program on April 1st. The email also asked for any ideas on how to help downtown businesses weather financial hardships COVID-19 may cause. RDA Director Holly Massick says the organization will look for more input from businesses in the coming days on how best they can help and noted a one-size-fits-all approach simply wouldn't work. It is going to be hard. We are hoping to put out a survey sometime in the next week to ask our business owners, what can we do for you right now? We have done have all the answers we're researching, but the thing that would be most helpful for each business owner might be different, and we need to hear it directly from them of what we can do best for them. Massick says one of the most important things a small business in Rochester can do right now is to document the changes in traffic they see and the hardships they face if any slowdown in business persists. interesting thing about Business improvement districts or special service districts is they are really nimble and they react to the needs of the the communities that they are in. Forsman's one of the most prominent business managers in that downtown area, especially since Cafe Steams growth in the past year or so. With four separate locations, their reach is pretty diversified, but overhead costs are also high. They're not going to be the only ones affected by fear and even panic among the public. One of the most important things Forsman says the community can do is simply... Use your good judgment and base decisions on facts. We know a lot about this disease, but what's the scariest part is what we don't know about it um, and, and how it spreads. So that's what's causing a lot of this anxiety, um, but with a, an appropriate um, change in just your, your own personal hygiene, is going to go a long way in, in making an impact on its, on its spread. There's one common theme I heard from the three people I talked to for this story, plus a handful of others I reached out to that didn't want to go on the record. It's more important than ever that this community acts as just that, a community, in whatever way it can. Whether it is your favorite restaurant, coffee shop, clothing store, or any other small business that could be affected, or really any person you know that may need help, reach out. See what they need. It could be a gift card purchase. It could be ordering food via delivery. It could simply be a kind word. Here's Becky Mott-Pettit of the Rochester Moms Blog with an excerpt from a piece she published Thursday night.
1: While we face great uncertainty in the coming days, weeks, and possibly months, remember that our community is truly stronger together. After this is all said and done, we need an economy to come back to. Supporting our small businesses now will define our city's success in the future.
0: We also learned this week the precautions Mayo Clinic is taking to mitigate risks for employees and patients. Mayo leadership notified employees this week that it is suspending all non-essential business travel. The restrictions apply to international and domestic travel, including trips to and from campuses in Florida and Arizona. The organization is also asking its staff to postpone any large meetings or conferences. The clinic expects the restrictions to extend at least through April. At this week's press conference, Mayo's spokesperson Bob Nellis said additional measures are being taken internally as well to ensure the safety of medical staff.
1: We are following all precautions uh, for dealing with this condition. Uh, there should be no doubt about that. Our staff is safe. And we have been.
0: With the federal government under pressure for its sluggish response to the outbreak, a number of healthcare leaders, including Mayo Clinic, have been working diligently doing their part to boost testing for the virus. This week, Mayo announced that its researchers have developed a new test capable of detecting the virus. The test is already being used, though to start, it can only handle a few hundred samples a day. That should, however, change in the coming weeks. Sean has the story.
1: This is uh, an issue that the whole world is grappling with, and so we felt like it was our moral obligation to um, offer testing to as many people as we can. Dr. Matthew Bineker is the director of the Clinical Virology Lab at Mayo Clinic. Since mid-February, Dr. Bineker and a team of researchers at Mayo have been working around the clock to develop a test for SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes the novel coronavirus now sweeping the world on thursday the clinic began rolling out the test just as the country's top expert on infectious diseases admits the current system is failing to respond effectively to the pandemic in an interview with cbs news dr anthony fauci director of the national institute of allergy and infectious diseases said the cdc system was not equipped to handle the scope of what we are dealing with now the system of testing was originally designed for a doctor patient type of interaction where you go into a doctor's office or a clinic with symptoms and the reason you want to test is either you've been exposed or you have symptoms. It works very well for that, but what it doesn't work for is if you want to do broad blanket type of screening to answer the question that so many people are asking, how many people in this country are infected. Efforts to increase testing are expected to get a boost, with Friday the Trump administration announcing plans to dramatically speed up coronavirus screening, including an emergency hotline for private laboratories and new partnerships with companies developing tests. Meantime, back here in Rochester, Mayo has set up a temporary drive through tent outside of its facility in the northwest part of town. Now, it is important to note patients are required to call into Mayo before being referred to the site. Using its tests, Mayo now has the ability to handle between 200 and 300 tests per day, though that number is expected to grow as the clinic begins offering the tests in other parts of the country. All of those samples will be delivered to Mayo Clinic Laboratories in northwest Rochester for testing. Binnaker said patients can expect to receive results within 24 hours, allowing patients and their providers to make informed decisions about what to do next. Information is power. If you have the results of the test, you can decide Uh, whether the patient has the disease or not, and then you can make steps and make decisions from there.
0: And that's where we'll end the rundown this week. It would feel out of place to talk about anything else, I think. Thank you so much for listening and following our coverage all week. I'm extremely proud of the work Sean and I have put out these past couple days, and we'll be following whatever comes next to make sure you get the truth with the context you need to make informed decisions. If you followed and appreciated our reports on COVID-19, the best way to support us is to become a member a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I've been Isaac James for Med City Beat. Have a great weekend, stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you next Friday.